Hello, and welcome to another episode of Art Blog Radio. I'm your host for today, Whit Lopez. I'm extremely excited to be sitting in the Rotunda right now. If you're not familiar with the Rotunda, it's located at 40th and Walnut. Uh, it's a community space to be used in all types of ways, and we're going to find out more about how this space can be used, because today we're talking with Gina Renzi, who is... <laughs> who is uh, the director here. So, Gina, welcome to Art Blog Radio. Thank you. So, Gina, how long have you been working with the Rotunda? I have been working here since um, 2000. I started volunteering, and then I became full-time in 2003. So I'm going on 16 years that I've been the director here. That is amazing. That is ama- And you're doing really amazing work. Thank like you. the rotunda as a space is amazing, but also all the community work that you do is really stellar. And there's so many people in the city who are like, Gina's amazing. Aww. Like right now, I'm pretty sure there are people who are listening that are like, Gina is amazing. <laughs> They're amazing too. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, thanks, Gina. <laughs> so, can you tell us more about what exactly the rotunda is? Yeah, so um, it's an arts and culture community venue. And um, it's owned by the University of Pennsylvania. And in uh, 1995, Penn bought the building. And if you haven't been here before, when people come, they always walk in and they say, this is not a rotunda. Like, why is it called a rotunda? Because it's a big rectangle. What is going on here? (laughs) It used to be a Christian science church. It's a huge building. We really only use about a third of it right now. But, but what we use is, you know, jam-packed full of events and everything. So Penn bought it in 95, and Penn students, undergrads, were, um, they were in an undergrad assembly or um, an urban studies class, actually. And they were talking about how do you, how do you sort of bridge the gap, and we always hear that, that phrase used all the time. How do you bridge the gap between the university and the surrounding neighborhoods? And these students were kind of talking about, well, let's, you know, what if, what if there was a jazz club that opened? What if there was a restaurant? What, you know, what, what could we do? What if there was this? What if there was that? Long story short, they got some funding from the university, and they started putting on free events on Fridays, and they formed this group called the Foundation Community Arts Initiative, which later became the foundation, which later just became the rotunda, and that's a whole other thing. But um, they... They just wanted to showcase student performers, performers from the neighborhood, just throw a lot of people into the mix and kind of let these um, relationships kind of grow organically. And one of those students came to see me at an event that I was doing with some friends at the CEC at 35th and Lancaster. We were doing these events called Art Party, where it was kind of similar. We were booking all different kinds of visual and performing artists and everything. And he said, will you, you know, be one of our, our helpers, our curators at the Rotunda? And, um, and I started helping out with a series called Gate to Moon Base Alpha, <laughs> which was um, experimental events and stuff. So uh, fast forward to today, basically we're, we're kind of the same, except we do a lot, a lot more than they did back then. But really we take resources from Penn, and we give them to artists and community groups and activists and students from all over the place. And um, a lot of our events are free. So a lot of times people say, well, how do you put on free events? And you're not, you know, like, are you exploiting the artists? What are you doing? No, if there's an event where the audience is not paying, we're actually paying the people to be on the stage or we're paying curators. Wow. Um, and then there are events where people are charging admission and we're just donating the space to them because they're doing something important. You know, I'm always trying to think about who 
who isn't putting on events here? Why is that? You know, what are the some of the physical um, and sort of emotional or psychological barriers to access? And and just kind of thinking about all those sorts of things. And um, so yeah, I mean, people people bring all different things to us. There's very little that I curate on my own because it's not the Gina show, which I always tell people. <laughs> it's it's about everybody else. And then um, in addition to having events on nights and weekends and whenever we could, uh, five years ago we, we started hosting a summer youth program that happens here in pretty much all of July and August. And that is a, a program that is partly sponsored by the city, um, some city funds, and it's, it's organized by block captains. So it's super wow. grassroots, super West Philly. And um, the children pay almost nothing. They pay a small administrative fee, and then they get to uh, go on field trips and go swimming and bowling and doing all these things. And then two days a week, they're here all day long. And then I bring in artists who come through the rotunda all the time to actually be instructors for these children wow. and to teach them you know, visual arts and, and dance and whatever they want to learn. Um, and I take, again, pen funds to pay those, those people to do that. So it's a it's lot wonderful. of like taking from you know, an organization or a corporation really that has a lot of resources and giving it to people who don't. And those resources could be money, could be space, could be just time, just consulting about events and how to promote and stuff like that. That's amazing. That's really wonderful. And I'm really glad that you're doing this work and that you're a part of this. It's, it's really amazing. So you mentioned that the space is a rectangle. <laughs> but... And so people often ask you about it being a rotunda, or why yeah. is it called a rotunda yeah. if it's actually a rectangle? So, <laughs> could you uh, could you explain about that? So, um, so the the first use of this building was a Christian Science Church. It was called First Church of Christ Scientist, and the the front. So, if you come to the the building, if you're on Walnut Street, you see this whole bank of doors. You see a big dome. Um, and that is where uh, the, the church services were held, and we call it the sanctuary. We don't get to use that space too often. It's very challenging um, acoustically. Uh, it's also challenging because you have to go through the city. It's a whole thing to use it. So most of the events happen in the back, which used to be the Sunday school and the meeting hall. So it's actually kind of nice that we have sort of the, the model of events that we do now because it's all about bringing people together, and it was back then too. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of the way that it operates, you know, so it's, it's a weird space in that way. Um, how it got to be known as the Rotunda is simply, I'm told, Penn bought it and didn't have a name for it. It was no longer a church and some people, I don't know if it was some of the architects at the university, I don't know, but they just started saying blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the Rotunda, you know, that the round space and then it got to be known that way, and now we've just incorporated into our logo, into our, you know, any of our materials, um, and I kind of think of it as like, okay, so this backspace where we do most of the events is not, is not a rotunda, but if you think about what a rotunda is, a big circle, you know, kind of has no beginning, no end. It's like sort of like our programming and our mm. and kind of our connections to people, um, and and so uh, to me, it's just more of an inclusive shape which might sound kind of weird, but it makes sense. You know, it's like a big hug, totally you know. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're the hug, we're the, you know, we're the circle, you know, we're the rotunda, I guess. I don't know. 
No, I love that. I love that comparison. So if people in the community are interested in having an event here mm -hmm. um, or being part of the programming here, what right. process would they need to go through? Or is there a process? Um, so really all that it is is there, there are two different things they can do uh, that make it the easiest for them and for me. One is you just go to the rotunda.org, you click on contact, you fill out a little form. How did you hear about us? What do you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. The secret is it goes right to my email box. Like a lot of people aren't sure. Like, where does this go? It goes right to my email. And so you're, you're getting me. Um, or people can just, you know, they can stop by during an event. They can talk to me. Sometimes it's a little hectic here, so I can't really get into detail. So it really is best if people send me an email. Um, I, I say no to very, very little. You know, a lot of times people want to come in, and, and I know what this is like having curated events in the past myself. They want to come in and they want to sort of sell me on their event. Like, oh, it's going to be good because of this. I'm like, you know, as long as, if you're coming to us, you're probably, you're, you're self-selective. You know, you've already thought, oh, this, this is a space where I would feel comfortable and I could bring an audience and stuff like that. So you, you probably already did the first step. Chances are you're not bringing something that isn't already inclusive, that already isn't positive. Um, but we'll have a conversation. If I haven't worked with you before, maybe we'll sit down and talk about what you want to do. We'll see what resources you need. Like maybe I can give some suggestions on how to build your audiences, um, you know, or, or even figure out what you need, you know, tech-wise, because a lot of folks don't know, you know, about that and don't know vocabulary surrounding that. So, you know, I'll try to figure that out. Um, we, we don't have like a set fee. So a lot of times people get a little confused by that. But basically, we want to work with your budget. Um, the main challenge for booking here is not money at all. It is just the, the scheduling. So mm. I schedule at least six months in advance at this wow. point. Um, sometimes I can fit in something, you know, with less notice. But at this point, I'm, I think for weekends, I'm well beyond that six to seven months now. I think I'm, I think I'm in January. Or February. Wow. Um, and there are only so many weekends in a, in a year. Everybody wants a Saturday, you know. Yeah. If you want to book an event, maybe think about a different day of the week, you know. <laughs> or be willing to maybe partner with someone. Sometimes mm. somebody will say, well, I have this great idea. And I'll say, well, you know, you, it sounds like you would get along with so-and-so. And they're already doing something. Maybe you can work together. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I get that. But um, sometimes you can really build a new relationship with somebody based on that. So really just, you know, have a vision of what you want to do and email me and we can kind of go from there. That's wonderful. That's really exciting. It's such a great resource to have. And also you're an amazing resource for the community too. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So you've witnessed a lot of events in yeah. the past 13 years that you've been the director here? Almost 16. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> or right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, well, yeah, you today. did say 16. You did say 16. I don't even know. What, what year is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost 16. Okay. Where am I? <laughs> but, um, so you've witnessed a lot of different types of events that take place here at the Rotunda. What kind of events would you say you feel seem to thrive more in this space? Mm. Just so just opinion. Yeah. I, I'm super excited about things like, like, okay, there was a, there was a festival here that was, uh, just last week, I guess it was the break free fest. I wasn't mm. physically here. I couldn't be here, but I was here for the first one that they had. And, um, this was the third one actually. And it is a two day event 
where um, they have punk and hardcore music and stuff like that, and it's all people of color, queer, and trans folks oh, on stage. Um, on stage, promoting it, organizing it, everything. And I get super excited about events like that, and I find that people feel really comfortable to just be themselves. Um, you know, if you want to look at, at punk in general, you know, a lot of times it's been, it's been tough for a lot of people who don't fit a certain mold. Um, and I think that, and, and that's sort of like antithetical to like what the music is supposed to be about and everything. So, so to have those spaces and to have intentional spaces, I should say, I think has, has been, um, it's really important anywhere, but I think that those things really do thrive here because I think people, hopefully they understand people who are putting on events, people who are, who are coming to them, hopefully they understand that. If we're booking something like that, we really truly want it to be here. We don't think it's something like, oh, well, this is a trend or, you know, this is fashionable right now. Um, or, hey, you know, we can make some money off of a new audience that we haven't gotten money from. It, honestly, it's really not about any of that. It's like, hey, you, you decided that you need a space. You need to have this intentional kind of programming that you're doing. And we're going to be here for that. You know, there are lots of other places where you can see this, that, and the other thing. And, and, you know, those things can come here too. But we really want to be here for these gatherings of people who maybe haven't felt as comfortable elsewhere. So I get super excited about stuff like that. And, and really and truly anything that has to do with children, I get super excited about. And I've been trying to think about how we can do more programming around them. Um, because I think that they're another sort of group, demographic, whatever, where I, I have no interest in making money off of their enjoyment. I'm just, you know, I just think that, like, they need cool things to do, and we already Absolutely. have the space, you know what I mean? So, yeah. That's great. So, you mentioned the space being used by the community, by folks in the <clears throat> West Philadelphia, mm -hmm. greater Philadelphia community, uh, originally as part of the plan when students, the students right. at Penn were kind of trying to figure out how the space to be used. Right. So is it only used primarily by people in the Philadelphia community or can people who are from outside of Philadelphia also use the space? Do they? Um, so they do at times, but what we find, and I'm sure you, you're familiar with this as well, is it's so difficult to get audiences. Even when you Absolutely. have a cool event, yes. it is difficult. <laughs> Everybody has other things going on. Yes. Artists and people in the arts in general are just overworked, underpaid, you know, the whole thing. And so yes, to actually are. go out and to promote in a significant way when, you know, is difficult enough. But when you have somebody coming from out of town who maybe isn't known, it's that much more difficult. So I definitely have had, um, you know, people contact me and say, I'm, I'm doing this thing. Like we had somebody here uh, in October who is based in New York. Not that it's far away, but it, it feels like it's far away, you know, in these terms sometimes. But um, they contacted me and said, you know, I really want to put on an event there and I have, I have this, this great message and everything. And I said, well, you know, we need, we need some local people to promote you. So, or you need some local people to promote you. So as long as somebody has kind of those, those ducks in a row, um, I don't care where they come from. And I think sometimes it's really helpful to, to have people who come from elsewhere, you know, to share something with us. Um, one, one group that we see 
every, I don't know, like nine months or something, who's definitely not from Philly, is this, uh, this group of Tuvan throat singers called Alash. Everybody always says, when are the throat singers coming back? And they're from, you know, they're from Central Asia. They're, you know, they don't, now they know some people in Philly, but like, what's the connection? But people love the music. We, we partnered, um, after they started contacting me, we partnered with Bowerbird, who puts on oh, cool great, events around great. the city, and they help us promote. So like, as long as we can make those connections, um, you know, because we want people to, to be in the audience for you. You know, as long as we can make those connections, I'm, I'm totally down with working with anybody. That's wonderful. That's, that's really a resource. What I find in working with a lot of artists and performers is one of the biggest challenges is finding space. Yeah. Whether it's an exhibition space to put up your show or a venue for your performance mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really difficult for a lot of artists to find space to thrive as artists. So... Thank you for sharing that information about sure. the Rotunda. Sure. So in addition to being the uh, director here at the Rotunda, you're also the director at 40th Street Air, mm -hmm. uh, which is a space at 40th and Chestnut, near the corner of 40th and Chestnut. Can you tell us a little more about that space? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's a program that was founded in 2003 by Edward Epstein, who's still around Philly. He's an artist and an educator. And in 2008, I came on. Um, Edward was, was going on to a different job. And um, that is a, another program similar to the Rotunda that is sponsored by Penn. The, the, we operate out of two buildings um, at 40, on the 4,000 block of Chestnut. And, uh, and both of them are owned by Penn. And so in one of the buildings, we, um, we just occupy the first floor and we have a small gallery space there and in a studio. And then in the other building, we occupy two of the three floors and we have studios. And um, so that program was founded, you know, similar to what we're talking about when we talk about space. It was founded because um, there really was a lack of, of just readily available, affordable studio space for visual artists, especially in this area. Now, you know, nowadays we're seeing a lot more artist studio spaces pop up, but back then you didn't have a lot of these spaces. And what you did have was, you know, somebody's house or, um, you know, a, a warehouse space that was really unsafe or something like that, which, you know, unfortunately you still have. Um, and so Edward really wanted to address that. And he brought his idea to Penn and said, if we can give studio space to visual artists for free, and at the time it was for six months at a time, now we do year-long uh, year residencies. Um, but he said, if we can do this for free and they can, they can uh, do some sort of community outreach project in exchange, you'll be getting this, this you'll sort of be fulfilling your mission or further furthering your mission of community outreach with your, your West Philly neighbors. And Penn has plenty of programs where they try to, to do things like that. So uh, the people he spoke to really liked the idea, and they said, okay, yeah, that's what we'll do. And so we still do it. So we give a year of free studio space to visual artists. They have to have some connection to West Philly. Um, the stronger, the better. They have to have community outreach, volunteering experience, something of that nature. And... Um, uh, they, they come in and they're able to just create work however they want. I don't check up on them. I don't say, you know, what did you make this week? I do try to check in because I'm interested, but, but that's about it. And then they do some sort of community outreach project, like they work in a school or 
a hospital or a prison or you know anything like that, and they they go to places where they're wanted, and um, and they work with, you know, in some cases they might work with an art teacher who really wants to bring a certain kind of art form to students, and so how better to do that than to bring these artists in, um, and then they get to exhibit for you know for a few weeks in our gallery if they want, they get to work together if they like. Um, it's a it's a really cool program. It is. It's, it's a super cool program. So for transparency's sake, I was a resident. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was one of the five residents in the 2016 to 2017 cycle, Correct. which now feels like a million years mm -hmm. ago. But um, it was it was really like a amazing experience. I I remember the connections that I made with the other artists who were in the space. Yeah. Um, who were you know my co-residents at the time. Yeah. And just us putting together events mm -hmm. together, and so it really, it not only it wasn't just like an experience for me to have my own art studio for a year, and to also yeah. have like a, a show in the gallery for a few weeks, but it was also a really great experience to meet other artists in the city, yeah. to learn about their art practices, to combine our art practices. Yeah, I mean, out of that. Uh, because Eva Wu was one of the residents at the same time as me. Right. And out of that, we created um, an exhibition that was later at the William Way LGBT Community Center. Right. And so it's not just an experience for, like, the individual artists, but it's, like, it's this amazing communal experience, too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm super grateful for that. And I... I wish that that kind of opportunity was available to like every single artist. Yes, <laughs> like, every single artist everywhere, because it's really, it's been a really beautiful experience. It was a really beautiful experience for me, and I know that a lot of other artists who have gone through it have also had similar experiences too, yeah. where they've met with other artists and just a relationship kind of blossoms out of that. So it's really amazing. Um, so currently, the application's out, right? Yes. For Fortieth Street, mm -hmm. could you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, so um, our applications are open through Monday, June 17th at 11.59 p.m. to be exact. And there are a few different ways to get, uh, to get the application. It's, it's on submittable, so if you go to, um, I should have written this down before we got here, but <laughs> I believe it's 40thstreetair.submittable.com, or if you just go to submittable.com and look at 40th Street Air, um, you'll find it. People can also email me, gina at the rotunda.org. I'll send you the link. You can also go to the website if you go to 40th Street Artist in Residence Program. If you look that up on um, Facebook, you will find uh, you'll find the link in many posts. We've we've promoted it many times. Even if you go to the Rotunda's Facebook page, you'll find the link there. Um, it, it's a pretty, I think it's a it's a fairly rich, but but hopefully simple enough application. We want to see, you know, we want to see your work, but we want to also hear about you. And um, the people who are reviewing the applications are our past and outgoing residents. I myself do not, I read all of them, of course, but I don't, I don't review them. I feel like it's, it's just too close to home. Um, but we always have outgoing and past residents. We have some community partners. We usually have somewhere between 13 and 16 or 17 people looking at the, at the application. So there's a lot of care that goes into it. And we, we're looking for, uh, we're, we're, 
the people who are reviewing them are essentially scoring them on five criteria. So we want to look at the quality of the work, um, the, the sort of the richness of someone's relationship to West Philly. We don't want to hear that you just come here for restaurants. Um, that's cool. You can come here for restaurants, but we want to know, did you grow up here? Did you, were you born here? Were your parents from here? You know, do you, do you live here now? What is the deal? Um, years ago, it used to be that you had to live in West Philly to apply. And then what I found was, as rent was going up, and a lot of artists who were West Philly, you know, long-term, long-time West Philly residents were leaving the neighborhood simply because they couldn't afford to be here, I thought, well, why would I penalize people for that? That doesn't Absolutely. seem fair. Um, if, you, if you lived here for 20 years and you had to leave because your rent went up, tell us about that. You know, we want you to be here. Um, we, That's amazing. And, and every year, you know, we have people who say, well, I, I grew up in West Philly, you know, and, and I always felt like programs like this maybe were not for me because I didn't go to Penn or I didn't do this or that. We want you. That's, those are the people we want. Definitely, you know? definitely. Um, you cannot be a full-time student, but you can be a recent grad. You can be somebody who never went to college. You can be somebody who's had no formal uh, art training, you know, totally self-taught. That's cool. We've had people who decided to reinvent themselves. You know, um, I always think about Martina Plog, whom I love, who was an architect for years and then decided she wanted to be a puppeteer and, and applied to wow. us and said, you know, um, I know, I know you folks are looking for, you know, what you call emerging artists and, and I'm, you know, I don't know how she was at the time, but maybe you wouldn't consider me emerging, but here's my story. And we said, yeah, you're, you're totally, you know, you're emerging, you're, you're, becoming an artist now, you know, you can do it at any age, you know, so, um, so yeah, we want to see that kind of stuff, we want to hear about past community outreach, and who you serve, who you're interested in serving, um, maybe even groups that you, you, uh, you know, you've never had a chance to work with, and, and maybe you want to now, maybe we can make it work, usually I sit down with each applicant, or at that point resident, and we talk about what they want to do, and sometimes I already have a project ready to go, and I say, okay, just go do it. That's cool. Other times we build something from the ground up. So we want to know about that. And then we also want to know um, how you would use your studio space. You know, what, what kind of artwork do you do? Are you going to bring other people in? How do you work with others? Um, because like you said, you know, there is, there is a communal experience that you can have. Not every artist want that, wants it, though, and that's okay. You know, Absolutely. if artists want to just work on their own and that's that's how they thrive, that's okay. But we definitely have some opportunities. Um, I didn't mention this earlier, but but almost every year we do the Friends and Neighbors exhibit, which I love. I love the idea of it. I believe the the um, the term was coined by Eric Ruin, who's one of our alum. I think it was. And if not, I'm just giving Eric the credit right now. But um, <laughs> but it's basically the art the the residents welcome other people, not themselves, to exhibit for essentially a month in our gallery. We just had friends and neighbors this past um, January, was it? Uh, oh my God, I'm totally forgetting when we did it, but we did it. It wasn't that long ago, and it was really nice. And, you know, so, so things like that are great because, you know, we planned it as a group as much as we could. We hung the show as a group, and this group in particular this year, all five residents all came out to hang the work which was so nice. That's we all beautiful. got to talk. I think one wasn't there with the others, but then she came back later and was like, oh, I'm so sorry I couldn't make it and, and like put up a bunch of things on her own. Like, so it's a, really, it's a really nice thing. So we want to know how you function in, in those kinds of um, situations. That's I think that was a long answer to how, that's how, a, how the application works. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> okay, all right. But it is, but it is online. 
And so I know that some folks are not comfortable with that. We've had some people who, you know, say, well, I really, I want to do it on paper or whatever. If it's a challenge for you in any way, you can shoot me an email and we can figure something out. We did have an artist years ago who said, I'm not online. I don't, it's just not how I function. And I really, really want to apply. And I have lots of people who can vouch for me and so on and so forth. And she got a friend to help her apply, but we also met and talked about it. She ended up getting in um, and did an amazing outreach project and was an incredible resident. So I, I want people to kind of not think like, oh, they're doing this the way that everybody does these, these applications and I don't like that or whatever. Just get in touch. Absolutely. Gina, this has been such an amazing experience talking to you. It has been really a wonderful experience knowing you. Oh, you are here. such a shining star in Philadelphia's art scene. Like so many people are just like, Gina's great. Gina's amazing. Because so many of us have had shows with you, whether it's at, like you said, the Friends and Neighbors yeah. at 40th Street, or whether it's a performance or a festival or something at the Rotunda. Mm -hmm. So thank you for all the work you do. Sure, thank um, you. Thank you you deserve your flowers now. <laughs> <laughs> My tiara. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Art royalty. <laughs> so thank you for coming and allowing me to uh, interview you here on Art Blog Radio today. Um, if you're interested in applying to be a resident at 40th Street, as Gina said, you can reach her at gina at the .org. If you're interested in using space at the Rotunda, you can still reach out to Gina <laughs> at gina at the .org. So thanks again, Gina. This is very much appreciated. Thank you for all the information. Sure. Um, and have a wonderful day. Me too. Thank you. That's it. We are Yay. out for the day. <laughs> Bye, everybody.